0: And on this week's show, we take a look at the latest list of the digital top 20 of African football, released by Result Sports. Now, North African clubs are dominating with Al Atli of Egypt at number one, with 33 million followers across all their social media platforms. Tanzanian clubs Simba and Young Africans have strong showings. But We look at how other clubs can improve their presence on social media and how they can benefit financially, too.
1: In in that perspective, social media is used as a marketing and communication
0: platform. That's coming shortly. And also, Stuart looks at the delayed Euro 2020 and highlights some of the players there with African roots. Let's start with a follow-up on a story we did earlier this year as Ajax and Cameroon goalkeeper Andre Onana's ban for a doping violation has been reduced to nine months by the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Now, Onana was originally suspended in February for 12 months by UEFA but said he'd accidentally taken his wife's medication by mistake. With well, the Court of Arbitration for Sport found that no significant fault could be attributed to Onana, he does still though remain with a nine-month ban, but reduced from 12 months. we now to our main focus on the show this week, that's social media. An important part of football these days, Cristiano Ronaldo is the most followed person on Instagram in the whole world. But African football is lagging behind, and the majority of the continent's clubs have little presence on social media. Well, this week the latest list of the digital top twenty of African football was released by Result Sports, a Germany-based organisation that's been working with athletes, clubs, leagues and federations for the past ten years, helping them to unlock the potential of digital platforms. They have an office in South Africa and they've released their latest African football digital benchmark club edition. This a top seventy chart of the clubs with the most followers well an athlete of egypt and number one by a long way with 33 million followers across all platforms their Cairo rivals, Zamalek, are second with 13 million. Raja Casablanca of Morocco come in third with 7 million. Then come South African clubs, Kaiser Chiefs with 6 million and Orlando Pirates with 4 million followers across all platforms. Now Simba of Tanzania, a sixth on 4 million and are expected to move into the top five in the next couple of months as they're growing rapidly. In seventh are Pyramids of Egypt, then come Widad Casablanca of Morocco, Sundowns of South Africa and Club Afrikan of Tunisia, and young Africans of Tanzania have moved into 11th with a million followers. But the top West African club on social media is Asante Kotoko of Ghana at 22, and amazingly the highest in Nigeria is Vandreza FC. They're a second-tier club featuring at number 29. With the unveiling of this chart held online, I spoke to Mario Leo. He's the founder and chief executive of Result Sports. He first talked about the growth of Vandreza FC in Nigeria.
1: And we will see Vandreza, the team from the national uh, Nigerian National League, in 29th, uh, climbed, I think, about eight places. They were 38th um, in the last ranking. Especially Vandreza does focus heavily on on, on Facebook and is really doing a fine job Climbing up the ranks and sort of past all the teams, um, and are the biggest Nigerian club um, with uh, on social media community perspective with almost 420k. And as they grow every day, and obviously young Africans in 11th. What is here quite observing is that uh, Tanzania um eastern african regions tanzania kenya they, they very very much focus as their uh, on their platforms of, of instagram you see young africans capture 1 million followers on instagram um and we see that across all the tanzanian teams um uh, yes in, from tunis Masri, um very very north african or the more northern hemisphere driven all sort of have a, a, a wide Diverse setup while Eastern Africa, Kenya, Tanzania focusing on Instagram, the West focuses more on Facebook and the North also is, is strong in, in Facebook, um, very, very intensely. TikTok, you can see that Raja Club captures 57,000 K, Pyramids, 77,000 K and Al-Ahli again, 1 million followers already on TikTok yeah, within, let's say 12 months of, of their establishment on the platform um as um at the moment
0: well so uh, what would you say to clubs and countries that are not doing well in terms of uh, social media i mean for example here in zimbabwe the cost of data is still holding back the growth of social media and that's the case in many countries around africa so what can clubs do to grow their social media would you say
1: we obviously see that as 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 one of one of the biggest uh, uh, blocking points at the moment for for bigger growth because uh, the the monopoly it, it's it's some perspective um, of some of the uh, mobile operators uh, because they've obviously take take data as like the, a new gold um, and and really yeah, punish the the audience uh, with it um, if they would just lower it by 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 a little bit obviously the the, the majority of the audience the community would would storm to sport content so it's 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 kind of a chicken and egg perspective um just to to share i mean we've kind of entered into into some of um supporting agreements where where it's not not a commercial deal but we we support um the petking league in in kenya for example and once a month host a free of charge workshop for the teams um, to sort of get their, the relevance of, of social media unlocked because very often is obviously one or two persons uh, responsible for the entire media and communication, and they take then classical media and, and magazines as, as, as the highest priority to give content, and they forget sometimes their own social media platforms. Um, and, that, and that's what we also observe with, um, with, with Zimbabwe. And we've been starting, um, some communications with Highlanders already and, and now hopefully going through the league and, and offer a same support program that we do in Kenya. You can see now the higher up the ranking become, the more, more relevant, um, Instagram becomes.
0: And how would you say that clubs can really benefit uh, by having high social media numbers?
1: Well, obviously social media is, uh, is, is beyond sport communication or just gathering follower numbers. We, we've, Result Sports works with a hundred plus sports organizations in Europe, Steve. And, and in, in that perspective, social media is used as a marketing and communication platform. We see that a huge number of sponsors want to be present on social media platforms to get their brand or product visible, emotionalized through the factor of sports. So obviously we see we see in social media a significant commercial opportunity for African teams. Not, not only for the huge sponsors, but also sponsors like bakeries, butchers and everything where, where obviously they are in a classical environment and really want to, want to show that their commitment and our and partners of the team. So there is a very wide audience and our benchmark is, is with the purpose to really drive the teams or, or support the teams where, where benchmark the teams where they stand against their pan African sort of competition. Um, And really support also just the, the opportunity that it's really worthwhile not only looking into numbers, but also looking into engagement.
0: Well, that's Mario Leo, the founder and chief executive of Result Sports, speaking from Germany on the latest African Football Digital Benchmark Club Edition, a chart of how clubs are featuring in Africa on social media. Uh, Well, so much to talk about when it comes to African football and social media, Ida. And we did speak about this uh, last year. Uh, Lots of growth, yes, but uh, still a long way to go.
2: Steve, this is a really interesting conversation. And the great part about it is that despite social media being more than a decade in by now, it's honestly still such a new frontier. I mean, look, since our last conversation about this in 2020, for example, there's now been this huge boom in new platforms, you know, like TikTok. And definitely, you know, it is my belief that there are more new platforms on the way. But yes, definitely long way to go in the continent, but the likes of Al-Ali making it look possible But Steve, this sort of effort literally takes a village. And unfortunately, there are still so many stakeholders in African sport, in African football in particular, who just don't get the full weight of just how important social media has become. I mean, these sorts of numbers can only come with a dedicated digital team. You know, we're talking an office, a desk, so to speak, whose work, Steve, is solely about building digital presence. But we just don't have too much of that in the continent, you know. Instead, what do we have? Um, I'll give you an example, maybe, of how many clubs are run across Africa. You know, we have a team manager who doubles up as a social media manager, who is also in charge or deals with some aspects technically of the team. So, look, good luck on getting even one post from such a person on a day with no game or no results. You know, it's really hard because of the circumstances and the high cost of data. Steve is another thing, as you've mentioned in your chat there, because there is no denying that the regions topping this list are the parts of Africa where costs of data are also quite low. Now, Researchers arrive at this by comparing the average price of, say, 1GB of mobile data by country in US dollars. Now, using that, North Africa has some of the cheapest prices for data. Hence, it's no surprise that so many of their people have online access, you know, while West Africa has some of the highest costs. So, That is why, despite having the biggest population or market, say in the case of a country like Nigeria, their online presence is really wanting. So there is definitely a direct correlation, Steve.
0: Yeah, certainly. And interesting about how the different platforms are more popular in different parts of the continent. And Al Athley have got themselves a million followers on TikTok, which is relatively very new, as you say, while most of the continent's clubs are not active there.
2: Absolutely. Al Ali really taking the new platform seriously, Steve. I mean, one million on TikTok is pretty decent, you know, considering that some of the most successful clubs globally, you know, the likes of Manchester United, for example, have just about a million more. And focusing on some of the oldies but goodies, you know, the likes of Facebook, well, uh, still a very solid way to reach the masses. Though, considering a club's strategy, one also has to consider the demographic. Because look, a lot of younger users are now to be found on the likes of Instagram, TikTok, even Twitter, you know, and Snapchat. But surprisingly, Steve, most African clubs aren't taking YouTube seriously. And one just has to wonder why. When a club as big as Zamelek, With just over 7,000 subscribers on YouTube, Steve, it's quite disappointing, you know, and if you remember, this is still something we'd touched on the last time we talked about this, clearly showing that things haven't improved in the YouTube sector within Africa. I mean, YouTube is huge in most parts of, say, North and East Africa, you've seen uh, Tanzania's Yanga doing quite well on YouTube. And it's still a very established way of making alternative forms of revenue. So the rest of Africa should definitely catch up on this. And look, that takes me to the next point, you know, about monetizing digital presence, because It shouldn't just be a tool to communicate. We should be at a level and clubs should be at a level where they are making alternative revenue streams, you know. Are these clubs leveraging their star players? You know, that's a good question for Juventus, for example. They've capitalized on Cristiano to become the club that earns most from Instagram, you know. And generally, the club has grown commercial revenues by over 140% since his arrival to date. So, look, by no means am I saying that African clubs are at that level. No, but it should be motivation. Steve did African clubs, um, at least the ones in a position to, did they take advantage of the pandemic to bring their stars closer to their fans, for example? So there are still so many untapped opportunities.
0: Yeah, indeed. It's a really important side of football. Uh, We'll certainly be talking about this again on the show, I'd imagine. Uh, Thanks, Ida. And asking for your thoughts on this uh, on social media this week. How good is your favorite local club on social media? So Al-Ajli, number one, with 33 million followers across all social media platforms, including a million on TikTok. But when it comes to your favorite club in your country, how good are they on social media and where do they need to improve you can post a comment on our Facebook page that's Planet Sport Football Africa or send us a WhatsApp message to +447955232780 that's +447955232780 How good is your favorite local club in your country on social media well this is Planet Sport Football Africa brought to you by Passion for Sport and still to come Stuart on some of the players at Euro 2020 who have African roots. You can follow us on Twitter at Planet Sport FA and our website is Planetsport.tv and you can download our app and listen to the show anytime and access past programs in our archive. To download go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Now, last week on social media, we asked, who do you think will win Euro 2020? The delayed competition running from the 11th of June to the 11th of July, with 24 teams taking part and the tournament being played in 11 different countries. So we asked, who do you think will win it and why? With your comments, is Planet Sport Football Africa's Ifrem Tagu. Uh, Thanks, uh, Steve. And we start today on WhatsApp with Moses in
3: Nigeria, who says, I think Italy will win the tournament. My reason is because uh, they are one of the biggest and most experienced teams participating in the tournament with players who still really look hungry to win it for their country. And Wenda Zambre in Zambia agrees, My choice is Italy says Mwenda. They look compact and have prepared well, and they did well in the qualifiers too. James in England believes this could be the year for the three Lions. I'm normally a pessimist, says James, but this year I'm feeling very confident that England could perhaps get it to the final or even go all the way. It's not about the individuals anymore. Instead, it seems like England finally has a team that works together instead of revolving around one player. And Edwin Wesonga in Kenya agrees. I think England will win the Euro 2020, says Edwin. England has the strongest team and a squad young, energetic players, and you should know that they have the desire to shine. Abu Bakr in Sierra Leone also agrees England will win the Euros because of the strength of their squad, says Abu. And meanwhile, Mendes in Tanzania says it will be either Germany or France because both have completely fantastic teams. Uh, But if uh, Mendes can't decide between those two mighty teams, Henry Wisdom uh, Vandy Rogers in Sierra Leone is in no doubt. France will be the winners of Euro 2020, says Henry. This is a result of the formidable squad they have, and I am sure they will be untouchable. And Blessings Nirenda in Malawi agrees. I give France the biggest chance of winning it uh, due to the best squad they have, says Blessings. And uh, that point is shared uh, by Asiku Lawrence in Uganda. Right now, it's uh, a hard guess, uh, given the quality of uh, the squads uh, being announced by various nations, especially France, uh, Portugal, Germany and England, says Asiku. Uh, but I would tip France to win the Euros uh, this time around, uh, because the quality and depth that they have in every position uh, ticks all my boxes for them to win. So I go with Le Bleu, says Asiku. Emma in the Gambia also believes France have a good chance. It's going to be difficult to predict which country will win the European Championships, says Emma, as most of the countries in the finals have improved. But in my opinion, France has the most advantage to win the trophy. And uh, Razak in Niger agrees. Well, I would say France uh, because they have a good team and they are determined, says Razak. And France is also the view of Tenua Falidi Holly in Uganda. For me, it's France, says Tenua, and because they have talented and confident players who have experience from playing in many leagues, plus they have a very good coach. So Tenua, referring to France's coach and former international Didier Deschamps. And we always welcome your voice notes here on Planet Sport of Football Africa. And here's a Sambu one in the Gambia. Football is very, very difficult to predict, but everyone has your thought, And I think uh, Portugal, the current champions, can still win the Euro once again because they fall in a very, very good position. They are my favourites as far as Euro is concerned. I have the belief that Portugal will definitely make it again this time around for the second time. And on Facebook, Conte, Saidu, Amadu, Satigi in Sierra Leone agrees. Portugal will win because their squad is very good, says Conte. And Portugal is also the view of Stephen Jr. on WhatsApp in Ghana, who says, I think Sierra 7 is going to grab the title again with his colleagues. And Ashevin Dixon, Pakamwa in Malawi, who says it's because the number of quality players they have is bigger than any other team in the competition. Meanwhile, Bolong Baji in the Gambia believes that three times winners, Germany, could be on course for their fourth title. I think Germany can prove their worth by winning, says Bolong, because their success is also down to their hard work and resilience. The team comprises of players who are technically and tactically good, causing the opposition to lose their positions and possession, so they can make threatening moves themselves. So then, Steve, just uh, five teams are getting uh, the nod uh, from our correspondents this week. But France and Portugal emerge as the top two favorites, uh, with correspondents pointing to both the quality of players and depth of
0: squad that each team possesses. Thanks, Ephraim. That's the Planet Sport Football Africa's Ephraim Tagu. So France and Portugal coming out tops with our listeners. Let's go to Stuart Weir in the UK now. Uh, Stuart, what are your thoughts on Euro 2020? And I guess there must be lots of hype for England there.
4: Well, there's certainly some enthusiasm for Euro 2020, which, despite being postponed for a year, is still using the old title. That England reached the semi-final of the World Cup in 2018 is a cause for optimism, and with Scotland and Wales also involved, there's certainly some interest in the UK. But the whole thing is cumbersome, complicated, and unnecessarily drawn out because of the format, and I think that will dull some of the enthusiasm. Rather than having one host nation, the tournament is being played in 11 different cities, each in a different country. The then president of UEFA, Michel Platini, described the format as a romantic way to celebrate UEFA's 60th birthday. Never mind the inconvenience to the fans nor the tournament's carbon footprint as people travel across Europe with the four quarter finals, for example, in Italy, Germany, Russia and Azerbaijan before the semifinals and finals at Wembley. There are 24 countries involved, initially playing in six groups of four, but after 13 days and 36 games, we will have eliminated just eight of the 24 countries, with the remaining 16 going into a straight knockout. There's also an intrinsic unfairness in the format, in that with 11 host cities, some countries will play all three group games at home, others will play two at home, while at least two teams in each group will be away for all three games. Now, Belgium is officially the world number one, according to the FIFA rankings, but they've yet to deliver at a major tournament. Intriguingly, France, ranked two in Europe, and Portugal, ranked four, are in the same group as Germany. So even with the opportunity for three teams to qualify from a group, there is the possibility that one of the big countries would not make the knockout stage. The tournament starts this weekend... With the final on 11 July, in principle fans are allowed to attend, but to watch a lot of games spread over 11 countries, fans will need a large budget and also to be able to negotiate the travel restrictions currently in place in Europe.
0: Mm, So, Stuart, with some reservations and the travelling certainly does sound difficult. Uh, The 2019 Africa Cup of Nations had that same 24-team format where only eight teams get knocked out at the end of the group stage. Uh, Right, and Stuart, these days you'll always find plenty of players at the Euros with African roots.
4: Well, Steve, Portugal are the reigning European champions, having beaten France 1-0 in the 2016 tournament. And Portugal's winning goal against France was scored by Idar, who was born in Guinea-Bissau. And he is far from the only African player who could have an influence in the Euros. Um, I've identified six African-born players in this year's tournament, as well as 33 players who are qualified to play for African countries, but have opted uh, instead to play for a European nation. Now, the six African-born players are Christian Benteke, Crystal Palace, playing for Belgium, uh, born in DR Congo. Portugal have two Africans in their squad. Danilo Pereira, who plays for PSG, uh, born in Guinea-Bissau, and William Cavalho, born in Angola. The French reserve goalkeeper, Steve Mandanda, uh, was born in Dior, Congo. And Switzerland have two Cameroonians, Bril Mbolo and Ion Genoma, in their squad. Well, the good news, Steve, is I'm not going to read to you the entire list of the other 33 with a family connection to Africa, but just to pick out some of the more interesting ones. There's uh, Romelu Lukaku playing for Belgium. Now, his father, Roger... Uh, was capped by Zaire. And Nasser Chadli will be known to all Tottenham supporters. Now, he actually played one game for Morocco in 2010 before deciding to switch his allegiance to Belgium. Uh, Netherlands have Nathan Aki, Manchester City player. His father is from Ivory Coast. Now, France have at least six players of interest to us. Uh, Paul Pogba, parents from Guinea. and Golo Kanté family from Mali. Killian Mbappé, arguably the best player in the world, has an Algerian mother and a Cameroonian father. And Osman and Dembele of Barcelona, again has both parents of African descent. Kurt Zuma of Chelsea, uh, his parents are from Central African Republic. And Musa Sissoko Tottenham, parents from Mali. Germany have Leroy Sani, Bayern Munich and ex-Manchester City, and his father Sami Sani played 55 times for Senegal. Sweden have Ken Sema played for Watford, and uh, his parents are from Congo. Adam Traore, playing for Wolves and having a brilliant season, is in the Spanish squad. His parents are from Mali, and finally, uh, England squad includes Arsenal's Bukayo Saka. Uh, whose parents are Nigerian. So quite a spread of countries and quite a lot of interesting players there.
0: So an African presence at the Euros. And Stuart, you've taken a look at how the COVID-19 era has affected some aspects of football.
4: Well, Steve, a research organisation called One Football has analysed football matches across seven major world leagues during the COVID-19 pandemic and before. They've looked at Nearly 3,000 games during the COVID era and 4,000 pre-COVID. And they've seen two major trends emerge. First of all, the number of red cards has reduced and the number of wins and goals recorded by home teams is less than before the pandemic. We've talked a bit about that before. But look, red cards in Italy, 30% less red cards in Germany, 25% in England, and Spain, 7%, 5%. And the German Bundesliga has now replaced the Premier League as the league with the fewest red cards. And in fact, if we look at 2021 only, the number of red cards across all the leagues has decreased by 19%. Home advantage is very much diminished without supporters. Uh, home wins in the Premier League dropped drastically from 46% to 38%. And in the current season, there have been the greatest number of away wins, 25% up in the previous year. And in fact, Serie A is the only league where the number of home wins remains the same as pre-COVID. And the number of goals scored is up 9% for visiting teams and down 4% for home teams. know um, it's very interesting to explain this. And it looks as if somehow having fans in the stadium seems to affect not just the players, but also the officials. Well,
0: fascinating that, uh, with the number of red cards decreasing. Thanks for that, Stuart. And before we go, a reminder of our question on social media this week. How good is your favourite local club in your country on social media? We heard that Egypt's Al-Atli are number one around the continent, with 33 million followers. When it comes to your favourite club in your country, how good are they on social media, and where do they need to improve? You can post a comment on our Facebook page, that's Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus 447955232780. That's plus 447955232780. Well, that's it for the show for this week. So from me, Steve Vickers and Ephraim Tagu in Harare, from Ida Waringa in Nairobi and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.